I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Welcome to Speak, y'all. It's about to be a phenomenal show. I got to get right to it. That is Dave Hellman, NFL Insider. This is the brilliant Joy Taylor and Eagles all-time rushing leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. Well, let's get to it. Zach Wilson, starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Well, I guess I can say former starting quarterback for the Jets. Benched yesterday. Remember, second overall pick. This is crazy. This is something you do not see in football. But call me crazy. Because I've been thinking, everybody is blaming Zach Wilson. And rightfully so, he's been bad. But I find it easier to believe that the Jets are more at fault than Zach Wilson. Here is why. Think about young quarterbacks with defensive-minded coaches. It literally never works. Robert Sala is the head coach for the Jets, defensive mind. It's no surprise Zach Wilson's failing, not because Zach Wilson, because that's a terrible combination. Tua Tungavailoa, when Brian Flores was his coach, that didn't work. Sam Darnold with Todd Bowles, that didn't work. Josh Rosen with Steve Wilkes, that didn't work. Let's go back a couple years, shall we? Vince Young with Jeff Fisher, that didn't work. Jared Goff with Jeff Fisher, that didn't work. But you think about Tua with Mike McDaniel, oh wow, how that worked. Think about the flip side, Joe Burrow with Zach Taylor, wow, that Worked. Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid turned into one of the greatest combinations in NFL history at this very early age and stage. Maybe it's not just that Zach Wilson is bad. Maybe there is a correlation between defensive-minded head coaches and young quarterbacks, or even more importantly, maybe it is causation that defensive-minded head coaches, historically speaking, with young quarterbacks, it will never work. Take the low-hanging fruit if you want to. Take the low-hanging fruit that says Zach Wilson just forgot how to play football. Or do a little bit more digging, and you might see that the defensive-minded head coaches are truly to blame for young quarterbacks failing early. Dave Hellman, you got fruit. I'm not going to call you Adam nor Eve. but, (laughs) (laughs) But make sure you pick the right one. Is Zach Wilson to blame for the situation or who's to blame? For somebody that did a lot of digging, you left off the part where Justin Herbert's head coach is a defensive coordinator. Not his rookie year. How about the fact Lamar Jackson was drafted by a special teams coordinator? That's an NFL MVP. I think it's just about whether or not you're a good quarterback. I will. I'll meet you here. Meet me. I'll meet you here. A lesser quarterback can be made to look better by a great coach. Like, yep. You know, if you're in a good scheme, if they're doing the right things for you, if they're surrounding you with the right players, calling the right plays, it can help. If you're the man, it doesn't matter. And it, sh- it shouldn't matter if you're drafted number two overall. I mean, that, that's just how I feel. And look, I, I, I think there's validity to what you're saying. I, I mean, 
The Jets drafted him number two overall. There were questions about his pedigree against the best of the best coming out of BYU. That's all totally fair. The bottom line is, this is the NFL. Zach Wilson wanted to be drafted as highly as possible. Then, like, Shady, I'm sure you felt some type of way about where you were drafted, right? Like, every player thinks they should have been drafted higher unless they were drafted number one. Hey, wait, we're not friends. This, this, <laughs> oh, hey, come on now. Don't do that to me. We're not friends. It's Cowboy. We're talking about the Jets. It's Cowboy Eagle. It's Cowboy Eagle. Doesn't matter. Right. He's got the green on. That's fine. That's right. Most players, all right, I'm sorry, Shady. That's Most right. players want to be drafted as highly as possible. So when it, when it happens and it doesn't work out, you can say all that stuff, but at the end of the day, it's on, it's on you to deliver. And we've seen quarterbacks deliver. That's, that's the job. That's the job description. Here's what's not fair to me, though, Joy, is I think about the only quarterback in that class we have confidence in at this point in time is Trevor Lawrence. Only quarterback in that class. Not Justin Fields, not Mac Jones, not Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence. But Trevor Lawrence has Doug Peterson. The same Doug Peterson that took Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz's second year that's to a true. Super Bowl. Yeah. The same Doug Peterson that took Nick Foles to a Super Bowl MVP. The right. same Doug Peterson right. that has made other quarterbacks look brilliant. Yeah. So I don't know, Joy, that it's just talent can overcome all odds. But what say you? Who's to blame for Zach Wilson's struggle? Well, Trevor Lawrence had an offensive coach his first year. Didn't overcome that. Did not. Did, did, did not, not overcome that. <laughs> you have Sean McDermott. A defensive coach in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Belichick is probably the greatest example of a defensive coach that had a lot of success. Brady was a young quarterback when he went there. He drafted him. Yep. Staley, obviously. Flores didn't work out, but he did have back-to-back winning seasons with Tua. And Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season and had Ben Roethlisberger at the beginning of his career. So I don't think that it's necessarily an indictment of a defensive head coach. I, I would agree with you. It's easier it's more beneficial. I would tend to have an offensive coach if I'm hiring a new coach at the point in which I'm drafting a young quarterback. But the blame can be spread around pretty evenly here. And it's, it's not entirely on Zach or the Jets because what did, what did you say yesterday, Shady? You said we get, we get paid to play football. Mm-hmm. That's the deal. That's the deal. That's the contract. You give me money, I go play football. That's right. That's, that's the work. You give me money, I talk on television. That's what we do. <laughs> this, you get, you, this is the job. So in college, it's different. High school, it's different. This is not volunteer service. Like, you are a professional now. You've been taken at the highest level. You have expectations of you at the highest level. And that should, that should be fair because you're also compensated at the highest level for that. Obviously, we have nuance to it. But I can't just lay this on Zach Wilson entirely. I think you do have to go out and play and perform. That's his fault. I think you have to be a leader. He certainly hasn't shown that. The, se- the rest of the teammates don't seem to like him. They've been no. pretty upfront about how they feel about the position, particularly when they switched over to Mike White. <clears throat> but where I will go with you with the Jets <clears throat> is you're selecting a CEO of your company when you're drafting a quarterback. It's more than just skill. It's more than just skill set for your scheme. Who's this person? What's their life experiences? What have they been around in college? This is New York City. The media has changed a little bit now. It's obviously more international. With the internet, you have access to a lot of different things. But New York is still New York. The New York media is still the New York media. And you're taking a kid from BYU and inserting him into a very high-stress situation still. It's, it's almost equivalent to the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe not in the, in the publicity nationwide, but in, in the city, in New York, that's a hard place for a young kid to go. Has he played on the highest <clears throat> stage? Has he had that kind of pressure on him? Has he been able to 
do those kind of interviews and, and be in those kind of environments to be able to step right in and be a leader of a team of an organization in New York? I think you have to do a level deeper when you decide who you're drafting. You're drafting a person. And so I can't absolve Zach Wilson from the blame for what's happened, but I also can understand why this hasn't really worked out. I was surprised when the Jets took him. <clears throat> Where you yeah. stand, 2-5? Who I'm, are you blaming? I'm with Joy, right? I'm going to blame the organization, right? I think Sal's a hell of a coach. He's done a good job. He's a defensive coach, and you can see that. You talked about Sean McDermott and, and Josh Allen and that whole thing. If you're going to be a defensive coach, I get it. <laughs> They're going to draft defense. And then you always try to go out there and get your franchise quarterback if you need one. But then you get him a, a solid offensive coordinator, yep. Ryan Dayball. It's not a surprise that Danny Dimes, I had to call him Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes is doing good in New York. He has a hell of an offensive coordinator. Doug Peterson, you talked about him with the Eagles and with Carson Wentz. I mean, at one point in time, we thought Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate, right? So Trevor Lawrence last night, he looked good. If, if you didn't watch the game, you see the numbers, like, wow, he played a great game. But if you really watch it and dissect it, that was one of the most safe, conservative offense for a young quarterback. Yep. Right? The way they ran the ball, misdirection, the, the, the little quick passes, the quick passing game. Like, all of things can help a quarterback. So now, when I was playing, I will always joke. Well, you know how I am. I'm outspoken. I will talk to, to head scouts, to GMs. I will talk about different players they would draft high. Like, like, you're going on a limb to take this kid. If the kid don't work out, they blame it on, oh, he couldn't grasp the offense. Mm-hmm. You know, the city was too big for him. New York, the Jets, the, the lights were too big in New York. No. You drafted this guy. Get him players. And, and get the coaching for this player so he can succeed. That's, that's where I'm at. It's like, even when I think about the greatest defensive mind, maybe greatest head coach in all of football, Bill Belichick, Matt Jones does not look like a bona fide franchise guy. At all. Like, when I'm thinking about it right here and now, conversely, Kyle Shanahan took the last pick in the draft. And Brock Purdy, we're all looking at him like, oh, Brock Purdy, he might be a viable starter next year right. for the Niners. I'm sitting here like Zach Wilson clearly is not performing great. But, Dave, I think it is unfair to the player, and maybe I'm biased because I was one. I think it's unfair to the player to say, well, if you're not talented, you're going to make it shake. Because we just don't see that happen in this NFL. You see the great players become great because their coaches offensively, even Josh Allen. His first 20 games, 20 touchdowns, 19 interceptions, and he was 11-9. and nine. Even Josh Allen, yeah. who had Brian Dable when he showed up, he still didn't just hit the ground sure, yeah. in stride. Yep. That's why I don't just blame it on He Zach. got better and better. But, yeah. And to be clear, neither do I. But I think a lion's share lies with the quarterback when you look at what the Jets have done for him. Like, Justin Fields is a great comparison because it's the same draft class. And you can look at the Bears and say, what have the Bears done to put Justin Fields in a favorable situation. I mean, they traded for Chase Claypool halfway through this season. Darnell Mooney's a decent player. David Montgomery's a pretty good running back. The offensive line is a mess. Now go look at the Jets and you say, well, they just got drafted Garrett Wilson. He's a beast. They used a draft pick on Elijah Moore. They used a draft pick on Elijah, um, on Brees Hall. He, oh, yeah. he did get hurt. Yep. They also drafted uh, Michael Carter, the UNC running back. Yep, yep. They went and got Dwayne Brown at left tackle when Mekhi Becton got hurt. Like, they have put resources into this being a pretty good offense. And it just doesn't look like that. We do this to Russell Wilson all the time. Yep. Check this out. I'm not, this is crazy. The Jets haven't allowed, they've allowed more than 20 points one time in the last seven weeks. 20, if you scored 21 points a game, you'd be 6-1 and one right now. Yeah. They gave up 27 to the Vikings. That's it. This yeah. is a dynamite defense. They're top 10, top 5 in every metric that matters. The offense has enough playmakers to be functional. And that's all you need. 
They're seven and eight. They could easily have a winning record and easily be a wild card team right now with just a few more points on offense. But and my, my thought, Joy, is this like dynamite defense is great. But a dynamite defense will not salvage your head coaching career, nor will it really salvage your season. I, like, Robert Sala is the reason they have a dynamite defense. They've invested in that dynamite defense, and he is a brilliant defensive mind. But when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I would rather my quarterback be saved. I still disagree with the whole benching, not benching, all of these things with Zach Wilson. I believe Salah did that because he's a defensive-minded head coach. I think offensive-minded head coaches are way nicer. They coddle their players. Shady knows this firsthand. Quarterbacks, they wear different color jerseys in practice. Mm. Defense might wear white. Offense might wear green. Playing right. with the Eagles. Right. Quarterbacks are wearing red. Because quarterbacks are just treated differently. you right. got to be nicer to quarterbacks physically and emotionally. And where I'm at, Joy, is the Jets have blundered this. They have taken a bad situation and made it even worse. But you keep bringing up Kyle Shanahan. The reason that they're winning the way that they're winning is because of their defense. The reason we think they're contenders is not because of Brock Purdy, who's played excellent. Mm-hmm. It's because of their defense. It's a whole side of the ball. It matters. And when you hired Robert Sala, you knew that he was going to shore up the defense. That, that's what he does. Sean McDermott hires great offensive coordinators. I don't think that it's just that you can't have a defensive coach. But if you are going to hire a defensive coach, that defensive coach has to know how to hire an offensive coordinator. A great one. That's the difference. I mean, they're fifth in scoring defense, fifth in total defense. They're tied for sixth in sacks. That helps a young quarterback when you when you can have a defense like that I wouldn't build a team this way but you knew what you drafted you knew he was coming from BYU you have to judge a little bit of character is this guy a leader is he going to be able to walk into a situation like this and if he's not playing well not let the whole locker room fall apart Mm -hmm. I can't not give Zach Wilson some of this blame do you think they'd be in a better situation with Justin Fields right now Yes. Because I do. Yeah, if Trey Lance was healthy, I think they'd be yeah. in a better situation with Trey Lance. Yeah. I even think that Mac Jones would be doing a better job here. I just, I'm not going to BYU to get my quarterback. And I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to you know, hate on him. But, like, if I'm going with my franchise guy to bring him to New York, the Jets, right? Not, not to I, New York. And I have that defense over there. I'm not bringing him there. I do. Again, I've said this before. I do think there is something, not necessarily a site to BYU, but a site to small school programs. How many times was Zach Wilson on national television while at BYU? How many times was Trevor Lawrence, Matt Jones, uh, Justin Fields? I do think there's something to that. I think there's something to Carson Wentz losing his emotional state when he had to face trials and tribulations in Philadelphia. I think there's something to that as opposed to Jared Goff, who had to face the same level of trial and tribulation, getting shipped off from St. Louis to the Lions, and now you see Goff is kind of like he's resurging. Goff was at Cal. Goff was at a big-time program. Goff has gone through more as a football player, you would assume, than Carson Wentz at NDSU. I just think there is something to it. We'll get more to it later. But coming up, Lamar Jackson out again this weekend. That's the third week in a row with an injury. Should he finally be selfish and shut it down for the rest of the season? I got a thought for y'all next. Good guys, they finished last in the NFL. I need you, Dave. I need you, man. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to Speak. Here's the most unfortunate truth you will hear all day. Being a nice guy, it doesn't guarantee you'll finish last. But being a bad guy does guarantee you'll finish first. Now, I mean it figuratively speaking. Kyler Murray, he removed all of the pictures of the Cardinals on social media. And what did that get him? Well, just the highest paid guarantees after three seasons. Aaron Rodgers in Hawaii threatens to retire, go to Jeopardy. What did that get him? Oh, you know, just the highest paid average annual value. Sean McVay won a Super Bowl and said, you know what? I might retire. What in the world did that get him? Some more money. Highest paid winning head coach in the first 100 games, Aaron Donald. He said he might retire after winning a Super Bowl. What in the world did that get him? He's the highest paid non-quarterback. Deshaun Watson, disregard the legal issues. He wanted out of Houston before that. What did that get him? The highest paid guaranteed money. So now let's talk about Lamar Jackson. He's been a nice guy. Been a nice guy the entirety of his career, on and off the field. Again, figuratively speaking. And what has that gotten him? Less money this year than Ryan Tannehill. What's that gotten him? Less money this year than Derek Carr, a unanimous MVP, making less money than Tannehill and Derek Carr. It does not make money, thus it does not make sense. Being a nice guy, it doesn't guarantee you'll finish last. But being a bad guy does guarantee you'll finish first. And I think it's time Lamar Jackson stopped playing nice. Let me head to the desk and see where you all stand on this beautiful holiday season. I don't... You know, condone being bad guys, Shady, except when it's time to get paid. You know this. Uh, <laughs> no comment? You changed, bro. You <laughs> changed. Change? How so? How'd I change? Say hello to the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Joy, is, should Lamar Jackson consider shutting it down, consider being selfish? Should he consider thinking of himself first and putting this season to rest? No, no, no. This season is, I, mean, I can't even say it's not lost. The Ravens are in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They have a winnable game this weekend, even without Lamar. And then they have the Steelers and the Bengals to finish the season. Do what you need to do, and you're in the playoffs. We get paid to what? Whether we get paid as much as somebody else or not, we get paid to what? Play, Play football. That's right. Mark Jackson loves football. Why would he shut it down? And what is that going to do? Here's the reality. Well, I agree with everything that you're saying, and I have no problem being the bad guy. I thrive as the villain. It's my best glow. You can be the nice guy and still get paid because mm-hmm. Dak Prescott did it, and Dak was injured. Correct. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's banged up. Dak is, was injured. He yep. was out, and he still got paid. Now, what kind of paid are we talking about? That changes the conversation. Lamar Jackson will get paid regardless of how this season ends. He's going to get paid. What's not going to happen is the $250 million guaranteed, I believe. I hope it does. I hope everybody gets all their money guaranteed and makes as much money as they possibly can. I certainly plan on doing that. Okay, so it doesn't matter to me. But I can't ignore the business side of the sport and the salary cap and the fact that I'm fully aware that billionaires don't like giving up power. Mm -hmm. And when that Deshaun Watson contract happens, the one owner that came out publicly and said, I don't like this deal was Steve Bashotti, the owner of the Ravens. And we know the other owners were very unhappy with the Haslam's, the owner of the Browns, the owners of the Browns, for giving Deshaun Watson that contract. Aside from everything that happened with Deshaun Watson, they don't want that to be the standard. And guess what? It's not. Because two quarterbacks got paid after Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, and they got 161 and 160 million guaranteed. 
not anywhere near that 230. Now, Kyler, you could argue, obviously, why you didn't get that. But Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl. And erase all the memories that we have (laughs) of this year. You would think he would get something close to that. It's it's a huge deal that he went to Denver. So this isn't going to be the standard moving forward. I don't think it's hurting his money at all. And I think he should play. Shady, should Lamar consider shutting it down, big dog? Nah, he should play. Right? If he's healthy enough to go out there and play for his team and be that captain that they, they need and that he is, I will go out there and play, and I think he should too. The biggest thing is he said in the beginning of the year, listen, if you don't get this contract done, cool, I'm going to play, I'm a, and I'm, and I'm going to go out, and I'm going to game well myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. He bet on himself, and they can still make – they're still in the playoffs. They of still course. can do something in the playoffs. So I think Lamar should go out there and play if he can. Let's, t- let's say it like this. You said if he's healthy enough. It's easy for somebody who hasn't played football at the highest level to say that. I want you to break down what's that actually mean because my thought is this, 2-5. Clearly, Lamar is going to be able to play physically, right? Most players can. You saw Thomas Davis. He's played with 15 uh, staples in his arm with a broken arm. Ter- uh, Terrell Owens came back to a Super Bowl oh, yeah, with a yeah, broken yeah. Like, People can yeah. play in yeah. excruciating pain. But should Lamar play, even if he can, given there might be more long-term damage? You know how knee injuries are for a guy that runs. Right, right yeah. My thing is this. If you can go out there and still do the same things you could do at 100%, now, maybe you can't do it at 100%, mm-hmm. but you still could be effective enough on the field, right? Still could produce. It doesn't cause you a lot of harm. I think you should still play. Because my thing is, like, at this point of the year, nobody's 100% healthy. Everybody's banged up. Knees, shoulders, whatever it is. But you got to be able to still, you know, play Lamar Jackson's type of game. Because if not, you can't protect yourself, mm-hmm. right? Them type of hits that you can avoid or be elusive to make God miss. Now you can't do that enough. Then you're making yourself vulnerable for getting hurt. Even more. And I think we got, like, let's be fair to Lamar Jackson. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers is dealing with a thumb, but he's played through it this entire year. That is a situation where you're like, do you want to shut it down? Like, we clearly see that you can play, but should you? As far as I'm aware, Lamar Jackson's not practicing. Like, I mean, he has barely done anything at all since this happened almost a month ago against Denver, two, three, four games ago. Yeah. I'm not convinced that he is fully healthy. So I think you got to give him the respect of saying, could you even play? And it's, it's his knee. He is a quick-twitch athlete. Correct. He is yeah. action Jackson. His whole thing is being incredibly elusive, incredibly hard to tackle. If he's not at 100%, he shouldn't be out there. So I think you got to start there. Like, as far as I'm aware, this is not a situation that he could play through. Or else, I, knowing what I know about Lamar Jackson, I think he would be doing that but already. But, Dave, that's my point. See, my thought is this. If I'm Lamar Jackson, and you know knees are not something to play with. PCLs can turn into microfractures very easily. Doctor can examine and say, you know what? He doesn't have a ton of cartilage left in his knee. So for that reason, uh, he's probably not going to be able to run like this for another maybe just two more years. If I'm Lamar, it's time to finally be selfish. That's where I'm at. Like, being all nice and playing even though they pay me to play, that's fun and all. But that doesn't guarantee I'm going to get paid, unlike... Not being nice, not being the good team guy that has guaranteed money in the past. The other problem with your analogy, I think, is, again, you're talking about guys that have made business decisions out of the season. Yeah, that's the Tyler Murray did this in the offseason. Sean McVay and Aaron Donald did this right after the Super Bowl. This is a situation where, like, it's all out there in front of you if you're the Ravens. You could even still win the division. They've got two two division games left, one of them against the Bengals. They already beat the Bengals once this year. Like, it's all in front of the Ravens. And so if he is healthy enough to play and doesn't, you don't think that's going to leak? You don't think that's going to be a story? Like, when you talk about the money that's involved, 
these are the types of things that become stories. Like, oh, Lamar Jackson, like, he was cleared to play two weeks before the season Don't and, and didn't think, want no, to. Joy, that we have short-term memories. Reason being, I recall, I believe Jalen Ramsey's was in season with the Jags, if I'm not mistaken. And Ramsey mispracticed for one reason. Yeah. Then he had a lower back injury. He had a bunch of injuries yeah. that you could not identify. So it's not always an off-season thing. Remember, Ramsey became the highest-paid cornerback in the history of the National Football League. And we're not talking about what happened in Jacksonville, except for when I arbitrarily bring it up once every three months. Right, but Jalen Ramsey does not play the quarterback position. And, like, the no. Ravens have an opportunity to go into the postseason and possibly win playoff games. So Jags fans might remember that. And Ravens fans will most certainly remember that Lamar Jackson, who at this point is beloved, shut it down to protect his knee and his long-term money when they had an opportunity to go to the postseason. That's a different situation. Do you care? Let me go to the elite athlete here. Hold on, wait, wait, no, nobody even know, though. So, no, like, I agree. So that's the thing, like, he still would be loved he because – He could hide behind the knee. Yeah, my knee. I can't – But I can't let me take, take us home. Would you care? Because for so long, athletes make decisions for fans. And they make decisions for fans that do not cut their checks yeah. and particularly don't cut their checks when the athlete is now retired and has to do things on their own. If you were the elite athlete, would you care to be beloved? Would you care to be all these things? Or would you be like, you know what? I got to get mine. Zeke? He was like, hey, I'm in Cabo. He got his $95 million yeah. two years before Dak, got tagged, tagged, then yeah, got his. Yeah. Would you care? I, I mean, I, I would care. I care what the fans say because it's like, but to this particular situation, he's going to get paid he's anyway, right. right? So if he plays, let's say he plays and doesn't do well, he's still going to get his money. So you, you're going to please yourself with both, both sides. The fans are going to love me. I get my money. End of the day. I feel you. Hopefully, Lamar does get his money. We'll see how it plays out. As for the New York Jets, it's not playing out well for the quarterback position. Zach Wilson, can you believe the number two overall pick was benched on national television yesterday? Whole world watching. But who in the world actually deserves the blame for the chaos going on in New York? Let's discuss that. Again. Yeah, bitch. Again. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Christmas with us on Speak. We're going to be talking the Packers' big matchup against the Dolphins and who will win that huge NFC East battle between the Eagles and the Cowboys. When you're hanging at the crib, hang with us. Speak Monday, 4.30 Eastern. Remember that. Put it in your calendars. Jets fans, you're going to want to forget this, though. Zach Wilson, last night, 92 yards was all he threw for, including an interception. He was booed by his own home crowd. And then worse, get this, y'all, he was benched. In the third quarter, Zach Wilson, the number two overall pick just last year. Well, at least post-game this time, he didn't blame the coach. He didn't blame the defense. He took some ownership. Some growth. Some growth. People are going too hard on Zach Wilson. I've heard things saying Zach Wilson might be one of the biggest busts in NFL history. Zach Wilson, a mistake of a pick. Zach Wilson did not draft himself. Mm -hmm. Zach Wilson did not choose where he was drafted. Zach Wilson did not say, hey, you know what? I want to be the quarterback for the New York Jets. The Jets said, hey, we want you to be our quarterback. So 
You cannot be surprised when the bright lights of Broadway were too much for the small town kid from BYU. Come on, y'all. Can we use some common sense reasoning and really think about this for a second? Shady, we live in Hollywood, big dog. If you were to settle down with said small town country girl and bring on a Hollywood red carpet, you cannot be surprised if she pulls out the Michael Kors instead of the Chanel bag. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't What's have the that. shade for Michael Kors? Ain't no shade. <laughs> no, 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 no. Social media. No, 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 no. You, you can't be running around no Michael Kors. Not on a red not carpet. With, yeah, not with me. So you yeah. got to understand who was it that you chose. Right, right. Because in sad analogy, you made that decision. Jet, Sala, Douglas. You all made that decision. So when Zach Wilson is at the podium and he doesn't know what to say after a loss, how can you be too appalled? He isn't Trevor Lawrence who's talked to national media after winning national championship games. He's not Justin Fields who's talked to national media after losing college football playoff games. He's not Matt Jones who's talked to national media after going to the college football playoffs. He's Zach Wilson from BYU. Should he be better? Yes. Everybody all day has told you he should be better. But I also think... He's getting way too much blame. Dave Hellman, where do you stand? Acho, do me a favor. Tell me where the University of Wyoming is located. Laramie. There we go. Okay. Is that, I mean, is that down the street on Sunset Boulevard? That's where Josh Allen went to school. That's the point I'm getting. That's what I'm getting at here. I mean, I'm yeah, just saying. I know they're both in New York, but <laughs> Buffalo yeah. is a little bit different. Okay, like see, and they're a little more patient. Yeah, and I think the fan base is going to be patient. I get, I get you. Okay, where did uh, where Daniel Jones go to school? Duke. Would the Jets have a better record if Daniel Jones was playing quarterback for them right now? This year? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I don't but, think it's even but, a question. But, but I feel like before Dayball got there, he yeah. wasn't. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The, the point being, What's the point? Get to in, in year 2022, <laughs> I, I think there's merit to what y'all are saying. I think, it, I think it's overblown, to be honest with you. I, yes. Yes. Dave. BYU is on national TV all the time. Yeah. Every college football program is at this point. You can keep up with damn near any program. I watch Trey Lance on national TV. He plays at North Dakota State. But Dave, there's a they televised it on ESPN okay, just to give this, him sir. a chance to play. You are a beat writer by trade. That is who Dave Hellman right. was birthed sure. into beat sure. writing. One of the yes. best of all yes. time. Every team has beat writers. Every yeah. team does. Yeah. But the Cowboys beat writers are vastly different than the Chargers. Right? Like, it's there's a, a lot market, more. Yeah. Bingo. And that's my point. Every team might be on national television. Jackson State's on national television. Right. But there's a reason beyond just the money that Dion yeah. went to Colorado. That is my point. It's like, you knew Zach Wilson wasn't going to just hit the ground running in New York. Did you not? Here's the thing. In this day, and this, this is what I'm getting at. And like I said, I think there's validity to what y'all are saying. But in the year, right, what? It's 2022. It was 2021 when Zach Wilson came out. I don't know why I keep saying what year it is. <laughs> but when you declare for the first of all, if you are a starter for a major program, which BYU is, by the way, yep. they've won a national title. Yes, they are. They major. They're a big program. They might okay. not be on the level of a Bama. They are. Uh, people they're know 25 in. People know who BYU is. They know they do. They put players in the league. Jamal Williams went to BYU. What's BYU stand for? That's a good Birmingham one. Birmingham Young Br- University. Uh, Brigham, Young. Brigham Young University. Listen, Birmingham when they send me a mail and offers, <laughs> I put that in the trap. Regardless. The minute you declare, the minute the NFL recognizes that you're a player that could go high and you declare for the draft, what happens? You hire talent coaches, you hire trainers, you go to the, the, the specialized gyms with all the other guys, you're doing interviews for six months, you're talking to teams for six months, you got people coaching you how to talk. Like the idea that Zach Wilson 
got off the bus on Broadway and the, the big city lights. <laughs> it's all too much. It's ridiculous. No. So it's ridiculous. See, 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 see that part right there. No. Oh, wait, wait. See that part right there. So, so this is my thing. This is my pushback, right? Because I agree with you. Now, now, the Jets. I think they did a good job of, of, of drafting and all that type of stuff, right? Around him, yep. Now, so you got, you got, you got Garrett Wilson, Wilson yep. right? He's a beast, yep. right? Then you got Gar- uh, Sauce Gardner, Sauce Gardner yep. and then Brees Hall. Brees Hall. So my thing is, you praise them. You guys did a great job getting them players. Now that Zach Wilson is not on their level, you don't have no knock t- to the GMs. Like, yo, y'all need to take some credit for this. Y'all messed this up. Y'all picked him number two. No, so y'all gotta take some of that ownership. Oh, look, Joe, Joe Douglas has to answer for this. That's and it's, what I'm it's saying. A big, yeah. It's a big knock on his resume that Zach Wilson doesn't look like he's gonna pan out. But at the same time, like when you look at the Jets, what don't they have? Like, what is holding them back? Like, again, I can look at Justin Fields and be like, who's this guy's top receiver? Does he have an offensive line? Like, what, what really does Justin Fields have to work with? I know exactly what Zach Wilson has to work with. And by the way, we got a pretty good look at what the Jets look like with a different quarterback. Mike White was in there for two, three weeks, and they didn't even look great. They just looked like a competent right. offense. Okay, yeah, yeah. Zach Wilson, the two games that got him benched, they didn't score a touchdown. But even even watching like even watching the BYU tape of Zach Wilson, that didn't blow me away. No. When I watched him play, it didn't blow me away. Now Josh Allen, another small school, right? I seen Taylor. Okay, wow, he made some bad plays, but whoa, his best, his top plays is like his top plays. And you can build on that. I never seen enough from Zach Wilson and college where I'm gonna go get this guy from BYU and make it a number two draft pick. Roy, get in. I would never did that. I was surprised he was drafted where he was. Right. I was genuinely surprised. I, I was like, how did he jump Justin Fields? How did he trick everybody? I agree with I, that. I was, I I was, I'm like, it's a, it's a done deal that he's going to the Jets? Why? How? Like, I know what BYU is. Thank you. But I don't. I don't, like. No, Justin Fields should have been drafted State. ahead of him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. like, yeah. what's, what are you seeing on, on tape? What are you seeing in this, these performances that you're not seeing with a Justin Fields. We don't know if Justin Fields is going to be great or not. We don't know if really any of these quarterbacks in that class are going to be great. But you, you went for him. Like, you had a choice of everyone in this draft, even non-quarterbacks, by the way. Yes. Mm. Other than Trevor Lawrence. You had your whole entire pick of yeah. everyone in yep. college football, yeah. and this was your choice. So what I don't want the Jets to, to do is double down on wrong. Like, we have seen teams move on from players. We saw this with Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. And it was shocking, but What's they did it. What's that mean to you, doubling down on wrong? Like, if you don't think Zach Wilson is the guy, don't keep pushing this. Don't, don't drag this another year. I don't, I don't put enough of this on the organization because of all those players that they drafted that you mentioned, because of the way the defense is playing right now, because of the way that we've seen them look with another quarterback, that this is, this is an organization that's incapable of getting back on track. But here's my thought, though, Joy, and you've been watching the Jets for a very long time. The Jets are wrong. Double down on wrong. The Jets have never gotten it right at quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Sam Darnold, Geno Smith, now Zach Wilson, Mark no. Sanchez. At least my guy Mark Sanchez went to two AFC championship games. Yeah. But most people would look at his top five career and say he underwhelmed for a top five pick. I'm looking at the common denominator. And the common denominator is not Zach Wilson. The common denominator is the Jets organization. Right. As an organization... Yes. I mean, you could pick that apart with these were different regimes. Mm-hmm. There were different coaches there. there. But it is a consistent Correct. habit of the Jets to not have a high-level franchise quarterback. But that doesn't mean you don't.
don't keep trying. Like, all right, well, we continuously get it wrong, so let's just keep getting it wrong. Like, Zach, what, what do you want them to do with Zach Wilson at this point, I guess, is the question. I, what I want them to do is look themselves in the mirror and say, uh, you know what? We've already ruined Zach, so Joy is right. Let's get rid of Zach. Did they ruin Zach, or is Zach just not good enough? I believe they ruined Zach. And again, I'm speaking from my own personal bias, I will admit. I don't believe that every one of those Cleveland Browns quarterbacks left college, got to the NFL, and forgot how to play football. I fervently, in my heart of hearts, do not believe that. Whether Brady Quinn, whether Brandon Whedon, whether Colt McCoy, whether Robert Griffin, whether none of them dudes, I don't believe that they all— You're not going to say bigger? Baker, Manziel, I don't care. But I don't believe that they all, Tim Couch, we can go back to 99. But we watched watched the Jets this year. Like Dave just said, we've watched them with another quarterback look functional. But remember, even with Zach, they looked functional. He's gotten worse. Remember Pittsburgh Steelers game, if I'm not mistaken, two touchdown drives late in the game. But now even Mike White looking functional is still only one and two. Zach was six and three. Now records aren't a quarterback stat. I believe they are. But I'm like, he's gotten worse, Joy. He's gotten worse, Dave. Yeah, we like, see he's bad, bad. Is, He's doing this. That to me is on the system and the coach. If you are going to have the audacity of drafting a small school quarterback, reason I say audacity, look at the quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence. Five-star, 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 five-star. Justin Fields, all the five-stars in the world. Matthew Stafford, been the number one player in the world since he came into the world. Like, if you're going to have the audacity to say, you know what? We're smarter than everybody. We're going to go to Laramie. We're smarter than everybody. We're going to go to Brigham Young. If you're going to have that audacity, you better have systems in place. You better have a Doug Peterson. You better have a Kyle Shanahan for Trey Lance. You better have your systems in place, Dave Hellman. That's That's where I'm standing. They haven't spoken up yet. That's my thing. You never, even all all the busts that we talk about, I never see a GM... Come on, the, come on the line or the airwave and say, yeah, I messed that up. You never see that. It's always an excuse what happened. Now, now, Zach, I don't think Zach is super good, but, like, y'all picked him. He ain't this bad, though. Y'all picked him, though. Yeah. You no. know what I'm saying? Like, like, y'all, like, own up to that. And they're going to have to. Because, I mean, and they're going to be in this situation again in the offseason, if I had to guess, whether it's through the draft or free agency, trade, whatever. They got to do something about their quarterback position. So they're going to be back in this situation. But at the end of the day... Zach Wilson was put into, for a guy who was taken number two overall, number two. he was put into a fairly good situation. Like, I can think of way worse places to be. Yeah. Go down the list of the he Jets' offensive talent. But you, but you have to get him at number two. Agreed. Like, like there's so many different ways to, to build a team, right? Salah's a defensive guy. So you could have easily got more defense. I guess. Well, hold on. Go and then got a bridge quarterback, right? Every year you have to go out there. That's Correct. why, I so, real talk. That's why so many busts in the NFL at quarterback. Okay, you're going somewhere now. Let me get every, everybody, no, seriously, everybody thinks you have to have a quarterback to win. So that's why you go in the draft and you reach it. Mm-hmm. You're getting God, I won't say a lot of names, but good, all, the, all them Brown quarterbacks. You're oh, reaching to go point. get them dudes yeah. to kind of save your franchise. No, 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 no. Let's build up this phenomenal new team, right? Get a bridge quarterback, and then when the time hits, we can go out there and get a free agency or go out there and get a quarterback when the time hits. Let's not go out there and force it. I love this point. Here's my thought for the left side of the table. Mark, probably you more so, Dave, because you're the one who's given the most tension to it, uh, respectfully tension. What have the Jets done in the last 20 years that leads you to believe whoever they take at quarterback will succeed? What have they done? Because Geno Smith in year nine is a pro bowler, by the way. And he was a castaway in New York. So what have the Jets done that leads you to believe, even had they drafted Trevor, they wouldn't have ruined Trevor? Because don't get it twisted. Sam Darnold coming out of SC was that dude. Don't get it twisted. Mark Sanchez coming out of SC was that dude. Geno Smith set just about every West Virginia record, if not Big 12 record, with Tavon Austin Austin and uh, uh, Stedman Bailey, if I'm not mistaken. So with all of that being said, 
what have the Jets done that have told you, you know what, move lawyer. on from Zach, <laughs> let's get another guy and he'll be right. To Joy's point, I just, I mean, the Jets haven't been a good team for most of the last 15, 20 years. That, those are different regimes. Some of those have been dumpster fires. And so, like, do you, like, do you subscribe to the belief that there are just franchises that are fundamentally incapable of identifying a good quarterback regardless of who's calling the shots? I mean, yeah, I do. If you, you say that about the Bears, so that makes sense. <laughs> but see, I think Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I think the Jets would have a better record well, if I Justin Fields Well, I think it's Fields more about – but that goes to the culture of the organization, which I think That's is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like I don't believe – I can believe in Justin Fields. I don't believe that the Bears are going to shift to a modern NFL. That is, uh, that is a good point. That, that's, and that's and if they question. don't, Joy, remember what we'll think about Justin Fields. We can sit here until we are blue in the face and say Justin Fields is talented. But he's 3-11 right now. And they had a losing record last year. So let him go 4-13 next year. I don't care how much talent you have. Mm-hmm. If you are 12-35 in your first three seasons, we're not talking about you as good no more. Right. So that's my issue. It's like, Dave, we can't just keep putting – all these players not sorry, man. They're just not all sorry. They just can't be. This isn't a per- this isn't a one to one. It's not perfect because it wasn't a draft pick. But like I come from a city that couldn't get right at quarterback for decades, and then Drew Brees changed everything. It changes the way that you view an organization. Like I said, I know that's not a young draft pick, but you can put a scheme, a system, a team in place and get the right quarterback and change the culture. I mean, how often do you see? That's the beauty of the NFL is the right people can change the entire culture right. of an organization. Right. Like. What did we think about the Seahawks before all those guys showed up? They were like the most irrelevant of irrelevant, and now they're an it franchise. Big part of that was identifying a quarterback who could do everything. Quarterback or culture? Because now that I think it's got to be both. But like, look, you put Geno, bad quarterback, right, right. In for the eight, Seattle, what, seven, eight years. Pro bowler. Right. You take Russ. That's right. leaving out a long journey. Yeah. I, am, I, mean, I absolutely am. Growth along all those yeah. things. You take Russ, Hall of Fame quarterback by some metrics, and put him in Denver, a culture will overpower a quarterback every single time. And, and I, my, this is my last point. I just think that when, when I watch, like, the good coaches, right, like, like Andy Reid, even Doug Peterson, like Trevor Lawrence, however you feel about him, like now, and then how you felt about him previously? Because everybody wasn't on his bandwagon. Not at all. Right, right? In the beginning, they were. Mm-hmm. And they said he played one that good, et cetera. Now he's doing better. But it's the coach. Like, look at, look at the game plan they have for him. Andy Reid always to say this. When you, when you take a, a quarterback, you got to go back to what he did in college really, really well. Right? If you look at Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid is traditionally a West, coach, a West, yeah, West Coast coach, right, with the offense. He went to Texas Tech and got all the good plays he did well. Okay, let me, let me get some of that Texas Tech. Let me put that with my stuff, put it together to make the best for this player. So you gotta, so that's why I blame the coaches and I blame the GMs because when you go out there and get this dude and you see what he does best now, you got to translate that to the game now with your franchise. That's my problem with the Jets. You got to do the same thing. Fascinating conversation. Much more where we left off. But coming up, Aaron Rodgers, he literally is in a must Win game versus Tua Tungavailoa. The Dolphins, they've lost their last three. This is a huge matchup. Both of these teams need to win to keep their playoff hope alive. But who needs a win more? You don't want to miss the talk or the game. Next, speak. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
Christmas Day, Packers, Dolphins on Fox. Aaron Rodgers versus Tua Tungabailoa. Now the Packers have won back-to-back games and are in the playoff picture, while the Dolphins are the seventh seed in the AFC. But they have lost three straight. Now Miami is favored by three and a half points at home, according to Fox Best Sports Book. Okay, we got to talk about this one because Tua is under a whole lot of pressure, Joy Taylor. We were there watching him lose to the Chargers, and since then, he's lost to the Bills. Before then, he lost to the Niners, and now you got the Packers. It's not a must-win game because he's still got the Jets and the Patriots after. Those are must-win games, but I do believe this pressure is mounting. Dave said something off-camera. If Tua loses, Uh I will have to turn into the biggest defendant of them all with the world attacking. Joy, how much pressure is on Tua to put the fire out, which is now truly burning ablaze? It is burning ablaze. It's it's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on the Dolphins. And obviously, Tua is the face of the organization, and he's going to have to carry it. That's what happens when you're the guy. Mm -hmm. That's how it goes. You get the praise, you get the criticism, whether it's your fault or not. We've been talking about Zach all week long. Dak owes, or Tua owes Dak a bottle of wine, by the way. (laughs) Dak is keeping Tua from being the face of this week. That is true. That is true. But really, a lot of people did not expect the Dolphins to win this Bills game. And maybe I shouldn't have either. But the problem is you lost the two before that. Mm -hmm. So now you you are on a three-game losing streak in December, heading into the most important part of the season, heading into must-win games, as you mentioned, which are in division. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. This is, this is, these are the moments. These are the moments to separate whether you are capable of overcoming or not. It, this is a must-win game for the Dolphins. You're going to go into a four-game losing streak? Mm. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Right. What does this sound? I'm, I'm heading to Miami tonight, okay? He's bad, too. I'm, I'm going to be in Miami for Crema. Yeah. And uh, I want... <laughs> I want to win. That's, that's all I'm asking for, Santa. I need a win. It's, it's really, really important that the Dolphins get this game. How much pressure, 2-5? But real quick, when you said them losses, you, like, enjoyed it. He lost this week. He lost this week. He lost this week. I'm like, are you enjoying it? I'm and enjoy them L's. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, who do I trust more? A- How much pressure? How, How much pressure on Tua? A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. First of all, let's, let's go back real quick. So before this year, everybody was like, oh, Tua's this, Tua's that. Then he started playing this year, right? And we was like, oh, my God, Tua is the real deal. Mm-hmm. He got some new weapons, new coach. He was balling. Now, the NFL, you go up and down, right? Depending if you're the, if you're the Eagles, you don't have that issue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just win, 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 win. <laughs> little slip up, win, 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 win. <laughs> anyway, but the Dolphins, like, they got to get back on track. Them three losses, like, like it went from Dolphins being talked about every week to, oh, man, they talked about, like, yo, are they going to get in the playoffs? So I think that the, the, the level of, of stress, the level of hype for this game is big for the Dolphins. They got to get a W. I really don't think there's another player facing more real pressure. I mean, Dak's the quarterback of the Cowboys, but okay. Let's, let's, say, the Cow- well, not, let's say the Cowboys beat the Eagles. What changes? Nothing. They're the five seed. They're already in the playoffs. What happens if they lose to the Eagles? Nothing. They're the five seed. They're in the playoffs. <laughs> there's pressure from a narrative standpoint. Yeah, Tua's you're, right. Facing you're right about that. Real pressure. Like the Dolphins have lost three in a row. They're the seventh seed right now. Yeah. If they mess yeah. around and keep doing this, they're not going to make the playoffs. And that is a brutal place to be from eight and three. So, yeah, there is a ton of pressure on Tua. And if they, if they were to start eight and three, and, and for the record, I don't think this is going to happen. I, I think the Dolphins could win out. But if they don't, this is, this is – we know the Packers aren't that good this year. People, yeah, they're not that good. People right. are hyping up their defense after they beat up on the Rams. The, the Rams playing who on offense? Like, who's left on that unit? Us. This – is a <laughs> me and you? You're a quarterback. I'm Shady, back. Shady could Shady could get yards for the Rams but right I now. Absolutely. Baker... Right. I know. I know. <laughs> he, he had that one moment. He had that one moment. But 
The Dolph, I mean, the Dolphins, look, they're back in Miami. What, what's the weather on Christmas Day in Miami? Like, oh, it's actually going to be a little chilly for Miami. 65? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing a sweater. Okay. The weather's going to be nice. <laughs> They got Waddle and, and Tyreek. They got two. Like, there's, there very, really aren't very many excuses to lose this they game. Listen, they, they, they got to. I, I think of it like this, though. What was the thing that Tua did best? It was win. The thing that Tua could say he did better than all of those other young quarterbacks, Joe Burrow included, if you just look at record, not necessarily go to playoffs and Super Bowl, Tua could say he's a better winner. That's what Tua had over the guys like Herbert. Herbert got him in yards. Herbert got him in touchdowns. Herbert got him in gross statistics. But Tua had him in wins. Could hang his hat on that. Tua starting to lose that ability to hang his hat on that. Conversely, what did Joe Burrow, not Joe Burrow, what did Justin Herbert not do? He didn't win. All the yards and all the stats. But now what's Justin Herbert doing? Winning. The what? thing that Justin Herbert didn't do, he doing. The thing that, Her- that Tua does, he ain't doing. Mm. So not only is there pressure that from math, a playoff math. standpoint, but that math, like Shady said, it's math. Because, <laughs> like, Joy, when you think about it, those upper echelon quarterbacks don't lose four games in a row. They just don't. Joe Burrow, he just doesn't. Josh Allen, he just doesn't. Patrick Mahomes, he just doesn't. Jalen Hurts, he just doesn't. Healthy Lamar Jackson, he just doesn't. Say Dak Prescott, if you will. You'll correct me if I'm wrong, but like Dak Prescott. One three-game losing streak in in 2017, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Like Dak Prescott, he just doesn't. Like those quarterbacks that are bona fide top 10, top 12 players. Like you know we're not gonna argue about it. They don't lose four in a row. It don't matter who they playing, where they playing, when they playing. They don't lose four in a row. Joy, will you be full-fledged worried? Will you have second thoughts on Tua, second thoughts on McDaniel, second thoughts on the season if they do lose? I I still think Tua is a franchise guy. I still think he's going to be there next year. I still think he's shown enough on the high end to be here. I will have questions about McDaniel. Now, it is McDaniel's first year, so maybe we got a little carried away with the praise and, you know, the viral moments and all that. Like, you do still need to be able to adjust and game plan for different situations. But everything you're saying is why the Bills game mattered so much to me. Because you played terrible against the Niners, and you needed to win that game against the Chargers and Tua did not play well. They did not look good. So you had to win the game yeah. against the Bills. And you can't have a four-game losing streak. You're right. Even the three-game streak that Josh Allen had earlier in the season where we were like, is he good? And he only lost right? two in a row. They only lost only two. Only lost two. Yeah, 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 right, right. Even he though he was two. right. They, even though he wasn't playing well, mm-hmm. they only lost two. You're right. This is when – this is the separation. Yeah, between great quarterbacks and great coaching and great organizations and organizations that maybe arrived a little too early. So shut everyone up. Go out and beat a Packers team that we know is not that good. At home. At, at home. Yeah. This is, a, this is a game you must win, and you don't want to put yourself in a worse situation going up against two division rivals in the next two weeks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Spend the day after Christmas with us on Speak. We're talking Packers, big matchup against the Dolphins, and who is going to win that huge NFC East matchup, Cowboys-Eagles. After you're chilling, opening up your gifts, hang with us Monday, 4.30 Eastern, right here on Speak. Well, speaking of that matchup, Cowboys-Eagles, 
Dak Prescott has a lot at stake. We've talked about it all week long. But Dave, who might have more at stake? The Cowboys' defense. I think the Cowboys' defense is actually under more pressure than even Dak Prescott because they're going up against Gardner Minshew. The Cowboys' defense is the one that's been running their mouth, particularly Micah Parsons. The Cowboys' defense is the one that was better at the beginning of the season and has since been significantly worse since Dak Prescott showed up. The Cowboys' defense, they gave up 500-plus yards to a second-year quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. The Cowboys' defense is the one with the holes in it, particularly at the primary position of cornerback. So while everybody talks about Dak Prescott and this huge matchup, I actually think the defense is under more pressure, but you're smiling. I'm laughing. Oh, laughing. I want, I want to live in a world where that's true. I want to live in a world where we come on Monday and we're like, oh, what did they – did they play more cover two? Or, like, what did they do to, <laughs> to mitigate A.J. Brown? It's Dak Prescott. Like, I mean, it's the world we live in. He's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Do the Cowboys have issues on defense? Of course they do. Is their defense under a lot of pressure to get back to its former self? Of course it is. He's still Dak Prescott. He's the quarterback of the Cowboys. If you don't love him, you're preying on his downfall – if you don't love the Cowboys, you're preying on their downfall. Like a rap song. He's also thrown nine picks or 11 picks in nine games. 11. 11. 11. I'm sorry. Yep. I don't want to get it wrong for you. Please Shane. don't. He's not playing up to snuff. Regardless of what the reasons are or the number of stats I have that will show you that he's playing very good football, the facts are what they are. You throw picks, you're the quarterback of the Cowboys. We're going to do the A block, the C block, and the <laughs> F block on you. That's just the reality of the situation. I wish it wasn't that way, but that's just the way it is. For those who don't know television, he's saying we'll start the show with Dak. We're gonna 30 minutes later, we're going to talk Dak. <laughs> and 30 minutes after that, we're going to talk Dak. That's Joy right. Taylor, you got to talk Dak. Dak Prescott defense, who's under more pressure? I'm sorry. I just can't. It's really funny to imagine people sitting around praying about the Cowboys. <laughs> they do. What a, what a waste of prayer. <laughs> they do. <laughs> what a waste of time. Uh, you don't have to pray that hard. Yeah. <laughs> say, Y'all get a nerve. Say, oh, nah. <laughs> the Cowboys, look, now. they going to lose the first round anyway. <laughs> I got, got more points. Those prayers are, yeah, like, prayers are going God's answers. busy, dog. He's busy. Those like, prayers are unanswered. This is another let the Cowboys lose. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the firing cabinet? Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> they really do that, though. They really do that. Um, <laughs> pressure's on Dak Prescott. It's what's fair. I don't know. Life's not fair. It's not. Um, that's what you pray for. It, it, it's, it's not fair, but that's what it is. You're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You're the quarterback of any team. Look, we've been talking about Zach Wilson all day for mm-hmm. a Jets team that's not going to make the playoffs. So when you're the guy, that's, where, that's what it comes down to. You get all the praise. You get all the criticism. Sometimes you won't get any of the praise. And you still get the criticism. And that's what it is. Them's the breaks. Don't be a quarterback if that's what you don't want to deal with. Like, that's what it is. I, I, I do think Dak gets a, a criticized probably too much. He's overcome a lot. He's an overachiever. He was a fourth-round draft pick. But that's not where you are anymore. And you've been paid like a franchise quarterback. And you're turning the ball over. I know half of them aren't his fault. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> okay. yeah. But the other ones are, and those still matter. And this is the, the other time, eight. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. time of the year where you want to be playing your best ball. This is a great opportunity for you to shut everybody up. Go out there and do it. You're going against a great team, but they don't have their best player. So I think the pressure's on Dak. Shady, if Dak Prescott loses to Gardner Minshew and the Philadelphia Eagles, what would that mean to you about Dak Prescott? Oh, I thought you were about to say what it means to me. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, to Dak? Well, what's it mean to you about Dak? You feel me? So, like, what's so, that going to tell so, you? So, my thing with Dak is this, right? If you lose to Gardner, because you wasn't going to beat Jalen Hurts. That's to get that straight, right? You won't beat my MVP. That's out. 
one and question. Oh, one and oh again? Yeah, that's the old Jets. New Jalen's okay. like the new Superman. He's all built up. You got all these muscles. muscles anyway, if you can't beat him, who can you beat? The last time a spotlight was on you in the playoffs, right? Who he lose to? Jimmy G? Yeah, yeah. I don't, we think Jimmy G's is okay. Mm. L, boom, in Dallas. So I've been critical of Dak, but I have all the right to. Why not? The pressure's all on Dak, right? It don't matter who the quarterback is for any team. If you're a quarterback, right, that's paid as a popular quarterback, not even paid, popular, you get all the credit if you guys win. If you lose, you get all the blame. That's how it works. I get it, it's Dallas, a bigger franchise, et cetera, but that's the name of the game. When you pay a quarterback, they get all the blame, and they get all the credit when they win games. So, yes, I think the defense, first of all, I can't put no pressure on the defense. They've been carrying the whole team since week one. If you want to keep it real, they've been carrying that team. So they had some bad, some bad weeks. That happens as football. All the pressure is on Dak Prescott. Since week 10, he's had nine picks. That's a lot of picks. Wow. That's defense, a lot of picks. Defense falls apart. That's football. Dak's pass bounces into a DB's no, no, hands. No, 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 no. You're not what, good. What that's say, not what that's your fault. First of all, since week 10, he's had nine picks. Yes. Right? So that's something that's consistently happening over and over again. Where the defense, you know, they had a bad week. But they've been tearing stuff up the whole year, right? Bad week, and they still, like, didn't play that badly at the beginning of the game. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. But but do you hear what I'm saying, though? Like, it's funny how it works, though, right? This is how they defend Dak so much. The defense has been killing stuff all year, scoring touchdowns. Mm -hmm. All them big wins they had on 50 points. That was the offense. Come on, that's the defense. And, like, Parsons up for the defense player of the year. They've been killing stuff. But soon they have a bad game. Oh, my God, it's, the defense is trash. No, no, my man, it's, they're not. They had a bad game because that happens in football. But the truth has been happening. NFL week, teams. Week over and over again. Ten, since week 10, he's got nine picks. I can't make that up. NFL teams are 44-8 and eight this year when they score uh, 34 points. Just throwing that out there. That's how many points the Cowboys scored. 85%. Right. They're winning 85% of the right. game. Defense gets some of them points too, though, right? Mm-hmm. See, they don't want to – that's nothing that, they do. Oh. These Dallas fans, they don't know what to – Cowboys didn't score any defensive points last but week. But they're getting you position too. So when ball. you get turnovers and you get – They got the ball in the red zone Come, once look, and then gave them the, the ball. The defense like has – But they don't want to talk about that. The defense has been a huge part of the Cowboys' success this year. It hasn't been the same in about – not quite a month, but about three weeks. Really. I mean, they had a phenomenal quarter against the Colts. Other than that, since the Vikings game, it's looked rough. That's what happens when you lose two or three starting cornerbacks. You lose starting linebackers. Are are the expectations of Dak Prescott too high? I think, like, Dave, I don't know if people can can have it both ways. Either we all have to come to terms with the fact that Dak Prescott might not be as good as we want him to be, and let's put him in the exact same box as Kirk Cousins, and let's never be let down when he falls short, or – Dak Prescott is a top five, top six, top seven quarterback, which Dave Hellman wants him to be and many yeah. others. Yeah. And he has to deliver as such. Are the expectations too high? It That's a good point. It doesn't matter. That's a good point. What do you mean? It does, yeah. because he plays for the Cowboys. It's been 26 years since they've won a Super Bowl. Again, so the fans have been waiting for 26 years, and nothing short of that will satisfy them. And then everyone who doesn't like them hates them. This isn't a situation where it's like, oh, you got, like, you, like let's say the Vikings lose in the divisional round. You'd be like, man, y'all overachieved. You had a plus-two point differential. Kirk Cousins played good football. That's a season you can be proud of. If the Cowboys lose in the divisional round, it's 
Y'all are trash. Ha, 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 ha. It's 27 years now. <laughs> Please go away, Cowboys. We hate you. Like, that's the difference. It doesn't matter because the expectation is winning a Super Bowl. The fans demand it. And nothing else will shut the other fan bases up. Well, so why does it matter what expectation we have for him? That is the standard that is, exists when you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And when you say that, it's pretty silly that that's the standard. Fair. But, well, yeah. I mean, that, but you can't have it both ways. If you want to be America's team, you, this, this goes with it. You can't have but it that both was a better ways. one so you said, though. Is it too yeah. high, then? It's too so high, like, then, We yeah. should lower because, the standard. The defense is really, really good, despite what he says. They've been playing good all year, right? And the, 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 mo- the first thing you want to do with the offense – Let's not go through Dak. What is it? Let's run the ball with him. Yeah. Right, with Pollard and Zeke. And then Zach, and then Dak is, is last in offense, right? I'm just saying. We want to run the ball first because they're, they're better than Dak, right? And we want to throw the ball with Dak. I'm just keeping it real. So when you say it like that, I can agree with you. We need to put Dak in the category with the Kirk Cousins. Look at the numbers. They're very similar. They play a little bit similar. Numbers I think. Don't. Right? Don't Dak probably a little bit better than, than him. But I'm just saying that's the I, category. I did just think of this, yeah. though, Dave. What does it say? That the Cowboys have a pro bowler on offense at every position group except quarterback. I mean, I mean, I mean, come on. Running back? I mean, first of all, Dak mm-hmm. missed five games. That, wouldn't, that so, probably wouldn't have mattered. Would that have mattered? It's hard to say. If Dak, I mean, if, um, okay, the interceptions are obviously a huge part of it. But, like, if Dak had... If Dak had five extra games worth of the stats that he has, he would absolutely be in the conversation. So that means you add in the picks, too. Because that, so that's part of if Dak, uh, what, how many how many touchdowns does he have right now? Seventeen. Seventeen and eleven. So 17, if 11 he picks. had, I'm doing math live on the spot. This is bad. Twenty eight and like nineteen. I like yeah, like that that he could yeah he could absolutely have a, a Pro Bowl resume. Yes, considering Ooh. considering the other quarterback options in the, in the NFC. But nobody. But the Cowboys aren't letting Dak down. Have we gotten to that place where the Cowboys' offense is not letting Dak Prescott down? I don't you know. Said, you said the offense. Yeah. If I look at that offense, I think he's the weakest link on offense. A crazy thought? Easily the offensive line and the receiver core. Like, easily. Again. I don't know. I think, I think C.D. Lance playing better than that. We'll discuss more. I said more. core, not C.D. Not Lance. C.D. Okay. Not C.D. We'll discuss more of that later. But coming up, there is chaos uh, Merry Christmas in New York with the Jets. They lost last night with the whole world watching. But their head coach, he might be on the hot seat after benching the number two overall pick in the middle of the game. This is crazy. That's next on Speak. Is crazy? A little bit. Or is Dave crazy? Oh, that's the first. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What a show we're having. It was not a show last night, though. The Jets lost prime time. Zach Wilson struggled only 92 yards before getting benched. Can you believe the number two overall pick in just his second season benched for practice squad player? Now, after the move, Robert Sala said, quote, kind of to spark the run game was why the decision was made. Now, look. I don't know if Robert Sala can survive this. I understand Joe Douglas has done a great job drafting, a great job. Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, a great job drafting. But when you think about the coaches who get rid of quarterbacks that were drafted in the top five, they don't survive it. Coaches get rid of quarterbacks drafted in the top ten. They don't survive it. Go back and do your homework. Steve Wilkes, Josh Rosen. 
Go back and do your homework. Kyle Shanahan, Robert Griffin. Now, you can say an injury here and overdrafting there, but if you draft a quarterback early and you do not win or win with that quarterback, you ain't going to survive it. There's a reason Jimmy Garoppolo started last season because Kyle Shanahan was like, hey, if we roll Trey Lance out here and take these L's, we might not survive it. You do not see the survival of coaches who draft quarterbacks that early and do not win. Shady, I think Robert Salas' seat might start cooking a little bit, but can he survive this in your mind? I think he can. Um, you know, I had a chance to interview him guys, right, and up at the training camp. Yep. And I watched how the players gravitated to him. They love Kosala. Like, the defense, the, the offense, they love him, who he is, the, the, the energy he brings, the belief he brings. And you, you love a coach that you can play for. So, yeah, I think when you watch, like, coaches that get fired, you always ask the question, why would I bring him back? And then you look at him, yeah. he gets these guys to play hard, right? Like a defense. <laughs> you, I'm going out there and I'm competing, and I'm holding teams to seven points, ten points, 13 points, 14 points. That's great. So, yeah, I think that they, they got to make the right move at quarterback, right, whoever that may be in the future, and then, and then build on that. I think he has a shot. Yeah, I don't think you can have it both ways and say it's a problem that Zach Wilson was playing for a defensive-minded coach and then say it's all the defensive-minded coach's fault that he's here. Like, he's driving the bus on this quarterback. Like, the general manager has a role in this, yeah, right? Yeah, right, right. So I, I can't put all of the <clears> – <throat> and I'm sure – Robert Sala signed off on Zach Wilson being the pick. But I can't just put it all on him. And by the way, this would be so much worse for the Jets if somebody else in this draft class looked like the man. I mean, <laughs> we're, the, you know, the jury's out on Justin Fields. I'm not saying he's not good, but nobody drafted after him is doing anything that makes you feel terrible about this. Mm. And the, de- the defense is amazing. The de- and, that, and that's his calling card. Like, yep. that's why he was here. And the defense is holding up its end of the bargain. On top of that... I think this could be a somewhat easy fix for the Jets. Like I said, like quarterback is the only missing ingredient. Obviously, that's the hardest thing to find. But, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's future isn't in San Francisco. You got Geno Smith. We'll see what the Seahawks do with him. Maybe he wants to come back to the Jets for some kind of reunion. Daniel Jones, even. I brought him up. You could get If, if the Giants are willing to let J- uh, Daniel Jones leave their building, you could get better quarterback play out of him than what we've seen I agree with the Jets that. this yeah. year. Yeah. How, this one's my favorite. I, I saw your notes. I don't even know. I'm going to let you <laughs> Tom Brady? Tom Brady's a free agent? I don't know. Maybe he wants to go stir up some drama hey, wow, in his wow. old division. I'm just, and then there's also the draft. I'm just saying the Jets have options for plugging a quarterback into this thing. When you think about what Salah's done on, on defense, and again, you think about the fact that this isn't some crazy mistake where the guy drafted after Zach Wilson is headed for the Hall of Fame, at least doesn't look like it right now. Yeah, I think he can survive this. Where are you staying? I think he can survive it, and I think he will. I don't think that a lot of people are looking at Robert Sala as the reason why Zach Wilson is struggling. Mm, I think people are looking at Zach Wilson like, why are you throwing the ball there when there's not a human person anywhere around that space? You're literally throwing the ball to the open field. Why are you doing that? What's, what was the walk me through it? So I think when you watch Zach Wilson play, if they're, it, it looks like he's bad. Now, can you put that on the head coach for not putting the right system around him or not evaluating him properly coming into the draft or benching him? Sure. I think there's plenty of blame to go around. But when I look at the Jets, first of all, I don't think of them as dysfunctional. Now, the whole benching, unbenching, all of that, you could argue that. I think they didn't have a choice. He was so bad, and he was going to lose a locker room. And this is not a bad locker room. To Shady's point, when you bring in a new coach, 
year by year, I what I I don't necessarily need to see wins right away. I want to see growth and culture your first year. The next year, I want to see you step up in wins. And then by the third year, you should be a legitimate competitive team. That's the growth that you should see with new coaches. To me, it's like what's happening with Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell at the Lions. Like, I didn't think Dan Campbell was going to get it on track. And the first year, bad. Mm-hmm. It was very bad. There were not wins. But you could see a culture that he was building. They weren't, they were kind of like the Texans this year. Like, they're just, they're not going to just let you walk in there and beat them and make you earn it. They're not good enough to beat you, but they're going to make you earn it. And now look what's happening now. They're developing and they're growing. So I think that he will survive it because I don't think they are a, they're not bad enough that you're like, it's obviously the coach. It's obviously the culture. And the thing that he does well, they're good at. They have a great defense. They're fifth in scoring defense, fifth in total defense. They're tied for six in sacks. And you can't give all the drafting credit just to the GM. Just like you can't give all the blame to just the GM for Zach Wilson. They have drafted good players under under Robert Sala and develop them as well. Because while the GM could be solely responsible for drafting them, Robert Sala's got to develop these players. Well, they've done that. Zach, outside of Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, they're building something. But the only thing, the only real position that ultimately matters, not the only real position that matters, but truly the most important position to develop is the quarterback position. Sure. So, like, if you don't develop yeah. that quarterback position, that's when you get gone. I think about Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky. Mm. Like, Nagy, you came to Chicago to make Mitch Trubisky work. The Bears drafted Mitch Trubisky over the likes of Deshaun Watson. Was it Patrick that's, Mahomes Patrick as well? Also, yeah. Right? Like, so Nagy. But see, you, that's but what Matt I'm saying. Nagy d- d- did kind of make Mitch Trubisky work. But the second they were like, you know what, Mitch ain't it, they were like, well, you know what, Nagy? You ain't it either. Like, usually uh, there's a tethering. Think about Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff, okay, we're going to get rid of Josh Rosen, and we draft him in the t- for, uh, first round number 10 overall. Cliff, you got to make Cl- uh, Kyler work. Kyler don't look like he working. What's going to happen to Cliff? Yeah, yeah, Cliff's got to be yeah, up out of there. Point. Rosen with Wilkes. Doug Peterson with Wentz. Peterson, you drafted Wentz. It wasn't Chip Kelly. But, Chip here, but here's the problem that I run into with this. Because while those are good examples – The offense looked functional when Zach Wilson wasn't out there. So the question would be, if you're firing Robert Sala because of Zach Wilson's inability to develop, what are you doing with Zach Wilson? Are are you going to try and bring someone in to try and fix him? Because that's where I don't like doubling down on wrong. Like, because now that sets your organization back again. You bring in a new head coach. Everything in the building has to reset. Now you got to start the culture reboot again. And if Zach Wilson doesn't work for another year, now what? But does all of that culture, coach, and all that great stuff matter if the quarterback isn't fixed? No, you know it, what I mean? it doesn't, but you no, no, mostly, most, no, in most situations, I would say the coach should go. Like, when we're looking at what's happening with the Broncos, right, we all kind mm-hmm. of assume Hackett's not going to be there next year because you don't have a choice on the quarterback. The quarterback has to be there next year. They can move on from Zach Wilson. So do you do if you had to make a choice, are you moving on from both of them and starting everything over again? Even I though even that. though Robert Sala has yeah. done his end of the bargain it's if you like, hired him to be a defensive they, they, they can move on from 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 Zach, but it would be unheard of. Like when they when the when the Cardinals moved on from Rosen, it was like one year? Like, to move on from a second-year quarterback, number two overall, it would be it wild. we got to talk yeah. more about that but later. But it was so weak that it was all off. Correct. Had no choice. Yeah. Had no choice. Coming up, it's Christmas time. So, we're, ooh, we're handing out presents? Oh. On the show? Yeah. Who's going to get a gift? I hope it's from me. Speak crew. I cannot wait. Y'all come join the surprises with us. That's next. I like gifts now. 
Welcome back. It's time to take care of some family business. Look, Christmas is on Sunday, but we're handing out gifts today. Uh, Shady, you want to get us started? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I knew she What's had up, something planned. <laughs> I knew she had something planned. You might be the smallest Grinch. That was awesome. We give a gift. So the Grinch can the Grinch give a gift. Oh, oh my gift. Oh, Dave asked, can the Grinch gritty? Can the Grinch gritty? gritty? Oh, that oh, is hilarious. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, y'all. Merry Christmas. Tell those you love that you love them, and we love y'all. We'll no, Christmas! <laughs> <laughs>